0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE. Is this that JPP podcast?
1: Kevin shows up with the news LJ was hoping for. <laughs> talk. After that, they try to figure out Elon Musk, where all the aliens are, and music copyrights. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. The Red
2: Musk <laughs> is actually <after> <laughs> pregnant <laughs> ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way.
1: Because I am running. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I want you to use
0: Ombudsman in a sentence next week. I,
2: I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official Ombudsman for oh, Podcast. Yeah. 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 You like apples? <laughs> All right, we are finally it's been a while guys, but we are Whew. back. I got Pops and LJ with me. What's up, guys? Oh, you know.
0: Man, not it's much. Kicking. It's been it's been a, t- a minute or two, no doubt.
2: It's it's the the just press play went on a little bit of a a week or a little bit longer hiatus, but we're back. We're back and rolling. And, uh, as always, we are, uh, brought to you by MyBookie. And if you're, if you're going to be gambling, you got to get off the sidelines and, and get in the game. And my bookie's the way to do it. So, uh, if you want to go on there, put in the JPP promo code and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. But I want to get into it that surprising. We're recording this on Sunday. It's, it was a shocker, but. Jason Garrett was conservative in the Cowboys game and opted to kick the field goal instead of go for the win. And then there was a mental error and a penalty cost the Cowboys the game. I mean, you never see that. <laughs> from never the see
0: that. It's
2: crazy. <laughs> Rare four. And, and my then goodness. And then we were we were able to get LJ to come on the podcast because the Broncos won yeah, like hundred to nothing against the Cardinals weeks off on Thursday. Until, night.
1: You know, finally I was able to come back and show my face or my voice, as it were. <laughs>
0: we were worried if he'd ever come back till the Broncos. Well, won, I mean, they had to stop God, a running so. back
1: from getting two hundred yards. That's that was my that was my one qualification. <laughs> So we finally did it, and now I'm here.
2: (laughs) Speaking of football, uh, I think you wanted to mention something about this game. We're going to touch on a a lot of different stuff today, but uh, you were going to mention something about Drew Brees in that Saints-Ravens game. I know he is now beat every NFL team, but in that game, Justin Tucker, of all people, missed the game-tying extra point. <laughs> did he really? I mean, the face? Did
0: you see the look on Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of knuckled or something. It just, he oh, kicked no. it, it looked true, and then it just started drifting. I guess it'd be like a golf uh, what was sliced. his What was
2: his face after the game, Dad?
0: His face were just these huge eyes like,
2: what the <laughs> hell
0: just happened? Oh, uh, yeah. He doesn't I know mean, I, it was like. like, I don't miss kicks.
2: <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't miss kicks. I don't do that. <laughs> My whole worldview is thrown. I don't know what to believe in anymore because, I mean, it's sick. <laughs> Anything under 63 yards and Justin Tucker is money. Yeah. And he missed an extra point. Wow. I think the Ravens weren't even probably watching. Joe Flacco probably didn't believe someone. When they were like, yo, Justin missed the extra point. He's like, shut up. Yeah. Let's go. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let's
0: go. Yeah. Take this W and go. <laughs>
2: Wow. But uh but your boy Dad's boy Drew Brees, has now beat every NFL team in uh every all 32 teams he is now beaten. That's but impressive. Uh, you were going to say something about you were going to say something well, about I, I did and, it, and it's related
0: to that uh Kev but you know look up you know there's only a, two other members of that club and that would be Peyton Manning and Brett Favre, yeah, are aka Favre. Favre. And then I noticed, I thought what was interesting is there are four other quarterbacks that have beaten 31 teams. Are we going to guess and, them? Uh, would you like to? I think that would be kind of fun. Brady's uh, got to be one, right? Brady is one, and what's the only team he hadn't beaten?
2: Patriots. The Patriots, of course. Well, that's yeah, what you're yeah. going to look okay. for. You, I think to guess them, we have to think of guys that— time
0: great for a single team. I don't think you're—I think you're going to get— I don't know. One, I just don't think you're going to get. So go well, one
2: I would have thought would have been on there, but I guess I guess he never went back and beat the 49ers after he went to the Chiefs. But Joe Montana, would he be one? Joe Montana is not on the list. Ah. Let's
1: see. Uh, Dan Marino, would he have pulled off something that? Like was a that? thought. He played a long career. Uh,
0: Dan Marino is not on the list.
1: John Elway. That was my, that's is, my home. my
0: Elway is but. not on the list. Let's see, on. Let me help you a little bit. Uh, two are currently playing. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is one okay. of them. He Who obviously hasn't beaten the Green Bay Packers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: And I'm gonna go with the with the wild card here. Maybe uh, LJ's favorite player will go. Ben
1: Roethlisberger.
0: <laughs> Absolutely correct. <laughs> Big
1: Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Well and if you think well, about it. I would it, like to it, say it, that Ben Big didn't uh, Big Ben. Uh Big Ben didn't get those ben wins. Uh, <laughs> uh it was the it was the Steelers. That's my argument, and I'm sticking to
0: it. <laughs> well, but you know, you think about it, so what hadn't he been to two Super Bowls? Has he won uh, two? He's been, he's been to two won
1: two. I think he's been to two. Right. And well you
0: think about that, he's been around a long time, so he's played a lot of teams. So I, yeah. I can see I wouldn't have thought of him, but yes, he was on the uh, well, and the, the Steelers list. win a lot.
1: I mean, that's just a fact.
0: And, and they win a lot of football games. Yeah. And that's, I think, somewhat related to Mr. Roethlisberger, maybe a little more than LJ does. But still, <laughs> uh, it's the team around him a lot. He had a great defense for years and years. Let's see, so um, there's
1: one more player that's not playing.
0: And he is not active. He's not a currently
1: active quarterback. It's going to be somebody stupid like Vinny Testaverde or something.
0: <laughs> no, but you're kind of on Tony the right Romo track. No. <laughs> oh. any, any chance I get to mention Tony Roma, I gotta, I gotta take my chance. Let me see. I think I need to give you a hint. Vinny um,
2: Testaverde was on the right track.
0: <laughs> well, because I mean, he had a lengthy Brad career. Uh, Brad Johnson? No, no. Um, Jeff this guy Garcia. played. No, <laughs> this guy played a lot of his. I think probably most of his career that you would remember with the Carolina Panthers. DeLone. That the good guess, but. Before Delone, uh, God, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know
2: how how long the uh, Panthers have been around. I don't know if I know a pre-Delone. would have been very.
0: Young. I believe uh, he went to college. And I hope he went to college state, state, if he got to the NFL. In state, usually. I
1: believe. Well, I'm not drawing a name. Um, I I this is this is really
2: it. good radio. I don't think we're gonna
1: get it. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, <okay.
0: I'm> not. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give it to you. You ready? Give it to us, yeah. please. Carrie Collins. No. Oh, not just that. Yeah. I mean, who knew? He's beaten everybody but Miami. Wow. And, uh, I wouldn't have been um, able to
2: guess the one team he hasn't beaten. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, but the, he was truly on the list, and I think he was a Penn State quarterback, and I think he played most of his career at Carolina. When I looked up his stats, there were a lot of Carolina. You
2: know, it's interesting. Kerry Collins has played forever, and I know he played I played a lot. A lot of you. I, I know him more so from the tail end of his career, but I don't know. I would not. I didn't realize he played for the Panthers. Even I, I think I remember he had that little run at the Titans for a little bit. I, I kind of remember him as a journeyman at the very end of his career. He was always he's really kind of a journeyman you know I mean uh, that's he had pretty a pretty impressive run with stat though by day. him to like yeah. to kind of go hey yeah. by the way when he's talking I to his grandkids one day journeyman yeah. might be yeah. the
1: way, best way to get that sort of a stat you know like maybe uh, maybe because you play like a different set of teams every couple of years instead of well that's the thing with
2: Breeze is Breeze just doesn't play the Ravens very often so he hasn't had a yeah. lot of opportunities to beat the Ravens until
1: so I wonder if like maybe somebody like Fitzpatrick is like climbing up the list on something like that you know because I mean perhaps weird or- Places. And you got to
2: think, Brady will
0: never beat all 32 teams. I just don't see him finishing his career I don't anywhere know. other than I don't anywhere. know. I'd like
1: to you see in a couple years. I think he might be somewhere else. We'll see. Wow. We'll see. Be,
2: but that might be a topic for another day because that, that is interesting. I, there there's, there might be a rift there between, between the upper, upper beings. Well, I think New there England, definitely I,
1: is. It's just the question is, will
0: it matter? Well, yeah, he's getting long in the tooth. I mean, geez, what? so... <laughs>
2: So speaking of, uh, I wanted to bring this up. We didn't get a chance to touch on it last weekend, and uh, if you remember, the last the last two last week's primetime games, Sunday and Monday night, were both fantastic games, great games. But great games. The the interesting thing is both of them were one was a what forty three to forty for the Patriots over the Chiefs, and then the other mm-hmm. one was I don't know I don't remember what the Packers' final score was, but it was like thirty eight to thirty five. It was a real high scoring game. I mean, is that not is that the new NFL is these these high scoring 30 plus for both teams and is that what the NFL wants you think Yes and yes
1: well that's what they wanted with the rule changes that's why we're where we are they've been looking for high scoring games for like 10 years now so and you can see the increase going That
2: Chiefs Patriots game I know Adam Schefter throws out one. I think you've mentioned this a couple of weeks too, LJ, but Adam Schefter seems like every Tuesday or Monday puts like, uh, by the way, the NFL is on pace to have the most first downs, touchdowns, points, yeah. and all this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it almost looks like, a, I mean, that Patriots Chiefs looked like a Big 12 game. I mean, it was just whoever touched the ball last was going to win. If as long right. as they had at least 30 seconds, they didn't take. Oh any man. Time.
0: Yeah. When, when Mahomes did that touchdown to Tyreek Hill and there was like, Two and a half minutes, you just knew there was just that's way too quick. You knew that was a problem. Yeah.
2: So I think part of this shift is a little bit about, you know, we see, we see all the rules with safety and, you know, like the defenders can't, can't really hit you going over the middle like they used to. So guys have so much more freedom than they used to and all that. But I think a lot of these, this shift and the rule changes and the way the NFL is, I think fantasy football probably has a huge emphasis on why the NFL has shifted this because as viewers, we want our fantasy. Just in general, like Thursday night's game when you're watching the Broncos-Cardinals, if you're not... LJ, if you're not LJ and a huge Bronco fan, you're probably only watching that game if you have David Johnson or if you have Larry yep. Fitzgerald or something. Right. And so I think the NFL knows fantasy football has give, it gives us a ton of ratings and what do fantasy football owners want? They want points. Of course. So yes. I, I it was I was thinking about that the other day.
1: On that, uh, on that, on that topic, the idea of uh, the NFL wanting all the fantasy owners uh, to be watching, uh, I think that that also, like, I figured out, I think, a couple of days ago, what I think the Broncos are missing. Uh, because they've got like an elite pass rushing core now, even better than they had when they won their Super Bowl. Uh, they've just added more and more talent every year, but they still can't seem to like do anything on defense. And so like, I think I kind of figured out what their problem is. Um, and that's something that you just, you know, we, you were talking about fantasy football makes you smarter, dumber, stay the same. I think right. fantasy football cannot give you that information. You cannot find. Uh, what the Broncos are doing wrong with their middle linebackers? If you're just a fantasy yeah. fan, you know no what doubt. I mean. So right.
2: Well, and also, I mean, it, it, with the way I think NFL teams are starting to realize it too, and it's the, with the way the rules are, you just you're not gonna stop. Patrick Mahomes, like the Patriots go, we're not going to, he's going to, we might get a couple interceptions on him, but at the end of the day, he's going to score 30 points. So we better score 33 or 35 mm-hmm. or 40. You know, yeah. you're not, you're not, you're not going to get another year, I think, like the 2000 Ravens where a defense can carry Trent Dilfer to a Super yeah. Bowl Cause I just think you got to score once it gets to the playoffs, you're going to have to score 30 plus to win a game.
1: We'll see. I still think there is like this, uh, unspoken thing that you've got to have, you've got to have a decent rushing game to win a playoff game. I, I think that's still probably, I mean, we'll have to see what happens, but it just, it seems like that, separates the, the good teams from the great teams once the playoffs start. Did,
2: did y'all see speaking of uh the the, the great coaches and the not so good coaches, I don't know how much longer old Hugh Jackson's gonna get to stick <laughs> around at uh at Cleveland. I mean, you see, uh I read a stat today, uh it was actually from uh Ben Albright who's joined the show a few times. He he put it he put on Twitter that Bill Belichick would have to lose The next 1,070 games in a row, which would be the equivalent (laughs) to over 66 seasons, to fall to the same losing percentage as Hugh Jackson as a head coach. So, just the gap between those two. Wow. Shifting a little bit on, on sports. I know LJ was pumped to see this. Also, since the last time we've talked, the NBA has started back oh, up, God. <laughs> and I wanted to I wanted to talk about what do we think 2019 free agency is oh, going to look like. No, I'm kidding. This is more so just just trolling LJ, just messing with L. But you yeah, know, please where, put
0: him out of his misery quick, L. but <laughs> already
2: already we're we're Could Kevin Durant go to the Knicks next year? Could Clay? Oh, no. <laughs> it is funny, I'll tell you. It, right. took, it took literally like 24 hours, I think Kevin Durant and the Warriors got a win on opening night, and in a tweet someone like he put something about uh, one win or one game down 81 more to go or something and then his brother who I don't remember his name but his brother's like he has an Instagram like T Durant and he commented on yeah. there yeah we're about to get we're about to fill up this hand talking about rings on his fingers and then we're yeah. out of here and so and of course the Twitter blew up like NBA Twitter blew up like oh that's his brother saying he's going to New York they're going to win one more ring and he's going to New York and it just blew up and went all over the place and Durant's like Bro, who even looks at the comments on an Instagram picture why are y'all worried about it and all i could think Can't about was lj just just pulling every single hair out of his head and going why are we worried he's about gonna start it? if you don't stop can nba fans it? just be
1: happy watching some polish giant dunking without stand without stand leaving <laughs> the ground like that's enough can we just enjoy that instead of talking about next year are we talking about <laughs> my
2: my boy Bobon at the clippers <laughs> absolutely Man. that was
1: amazing <laughs>
2: how tall is that guy seven I'm, six seven
1: six wow. so that's what they
2: he, it, it's great it, that the the clips of him dunking without leaving his feet are the best thing ever. I could watch highlights of that all day long. It's absurd. Uh, yeah, I've never seen anything it like that. That's I was tr- it's kind of interesting to see what to me what uh, I I think I saw that last. On Saturday night, the the Rockets played the Lakers and it was LeBron's home debut in LA. And ESPN was, it was wild to me to see how ESPN was drumming it up, like advertising for this game. And I was like, this is game two of 82. I mean, it's still, it's like college football Saturday. It's NFL. Like I've never seen them, like every break when they came back to the big college football game, they would be like tonight at 930, we're showing the Lakers game. And it turned out that I saw that the rating for that was the best rating ESPN's ever or gotten in a regular season game since uh, the Warriors won their 73rd game to break the Bulls' record a couple years back. So it's just, the NBA does draw in some numbers. LeBron and them Lakers, well, they draw in some numbers. And it's
1: smart, to, it's smart to push it hard because football can't not piss off 80,000 people at a time. Like, there's no way. So, like, just advertise hard for basketball, and those fans will find a place to watch their sports. It's smart. Talk about...
2: Talk about uh, just sports in general, what people are watching. It's got to be a total slap in the face. I know we're not uh, huge baseball guys, but on Saturday, game seven of the NLCS to see who goes to the World Series. That's been shown on Fox all week, and it got pushed over to FS1 while the college game of the week or whatever was on Fox that really? night. Yeah. The- wow. I forget which game it was, but that that the a college regular season game football game took the primetime slot on Fox over Game 7 of the NLCS. That just blew my mind. I just would think, you know, the chance to go to the World Series.
1: The world doesn't care about baseball unless it's in the series and they don't care about hockey unless it's in the cup. Sorry, John Payne. Yeah, uh, I mean. But it's it's a football basketball and World Cup when every few 4 years or whatever and Olympics. And those are the sports that matter. Man. As far as TV. A lot of
0: truth to that. A lot of truth
2: to that. Did y'all see um, over the over the weekend? Uh, I know. Yeah, uh, I don't really know what Elon Musk does. I know he's like a billionaire, and and he's always talking about some random thing that he's going to create or whatever. Yeah, but he he took a shot at Fortnite and all the uh, Fortnite players out there. That. <laughs> <laughs> He tweeted out a, a, a picture and it was like if you since you didn't I don't think you've seen this dad it was like an edited screenshot that he took and he kind of changed up and it looked like an article from a headline and it says Elon Musk buys Fortnite and deletes it and in there, like they put like a quote and it says from Musk, I had to save the kids from eternal virginity because I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if you've heard much about Fortnite but everybody and it seems like everybody in the world plays Fortnite right now. And then,
0: no, it does. Yeah.
2: So that led to the worst exchange of burns on the Internet that I've ever seen in my life. Because then Fortnite's official Twitter account replied back with it with an actual article where Elon Musk predicts that SpaceX could be built. They could build a base on Mars in the next decade or something. And they like replied with that article and was like, wow, a whole decade. Why don't you just build it? LOL. And then Elon Musk said, uh, okay. Yeah, Elon Musk replied back to it and was like, "Things are difficult in reality." It was just the most boring dig back and forth <laughs> between two people I've ever seen in my life. And I'd yeah. say
1: I think Elon Musk is a weird dude, but he is—he, I think he's a genius billionaire, and he needs to stay off Twitter because I—he is always in some fight that's just going to get him in trouble. Um, and if he just stayed off the internet, I think he'd actually do some good. But mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, sounds then, like
0: another person I could bring up. But anyway, <laughs> um,
2: and then. Some some Twitter user replied back eventually. I did say this, and it was kind of funny. It said, excuse me. It's like some verified Fortnite guy. It's not Ninja, the guy that everyone knows, but he's one of the best players, whatever. And he said, excuse me, Mr. Musk, but I think it's important for me to state that I actually lost my virginity after playing Fortnite for the first time. And it's just like... Like a 25 year old professional gamer. It just cracked. Yeah. It was just cracking me up. What, what does Elon Musk, how did he get his money? Do y'all know?
1: PayPal. PayPal. He, he invented it. And a guy named, uh, uh Peter Thiel. Uh, invented PayPal. And so then they both made a lot of money off of that and then invested that money into other companies. And, you know, just were really smart with money for like 10 years. And now they're both like obscenely wealthy, like beyond. So he didn't
2: make, he didn't make his money like in this whole space realm and spaceships and flying now, this to the is, moon. And this Tesla. is actually
1: something that he's essentially doing for fun. You know, I mean, he hopes to make a profit on it someday, but he's building rockets just for the hell of it. So.
2: Cause it seemed like over, I don't know when it happened, but over the, like the past, like a year or two ago out of nowhere Elon Musk just popped up out of like I don't remember what he did and all of a sudden it was like every day the top story was Elon Musk says we're going to go to the moon or Tesla's going to do this or something I just I just had no idea how this guy made all his money Yeah there's
1: Tesla's now in our atmosphere Yeah He's got a company where they uh they dig holes through the ground to like clear for tunnels and then they use that yeah. dirt to pack into bricks and the name of that company is the Boring Company one of my favorite names for a company I've ever heard the-
2: It's literally the boring boring company. company.
1: Yeah. Because they bore through the earth.
2: (laughs) So that segues. Oh,
0: go ahead. Go ahead, dad. Well, he's doing that, right? He's digging these tunnels for like to solve the LA uh, traffic problem. He he? wants
1: to build these super trains that, I mean, he wants to build a train where you can go from LA to New York in like 45 minutes.
0: Is that going to be underground? Is
1: that as of right now, that's the plan. Because if you think like the fastest place or fastest way to a place is a straight line, then, you know, if you could dig, a straight line through a sphere, then that would be a lot faster than driving over the surface of it. So,
0: well, true, but I, I had heard. I mean, his main, and I heard him on some podcast. But that that his biggest yeah, deal maybe. now was was uh, yeah, it was, it was Rogan. That's where I he guess. started smoking yeah.
2: weed on on it. On Did he smoke podcast. weed with Rogan? on yeah, there? Yeah, he yeah. yeah, he lit up. Well, Joe Rogan was smoking, and Elon Musk was like, I think he made a joke, and he was kind of like, you probably can't smoke this because you're you're like got got all your stocks and everything, and people will say something. He's like, I can do whatever the hell I want to, so he grabs it and takes. <laughs> him a good hit of God, it, God. See, I didn't listen to all right. of it.
1: The pictures are hilarious because yeah. he looks like somebody that's never smoked before. So he's like,
2: "It <laughs> is, it is, <laughs> for, it is pretty, pretty funny. funny." Yeah, it's pretty funny. Sorry, podcast but, listeners, I have to cut that yeah, out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bad I radio. Sure but, a picture and posted but it. What were you? What were you going to say, Dad? What before we interrupted you about well, Elon Musk's mainly, weed smoking. <laughs>
0: his, his main thing was he's drilling these tunnels to solve the LA traffic problem. Yeah, he, you know he's going to build roads. You're actually going to drive under you know, under the surface of the yeah. earth. Yeah. Uh, so that was where he was doing all this boring is, is yeah. one of the things that, which I, I
2: don't know. I don't know much about yeah. LA, but apparently I, I, I don't think you're able to live in LA without like tweeting about the traffic, like every celebrity that I yeah. know or that I follow, yeah. I don't know very many celebrities, but all the ones that I follow talk about <laughs> how the traffic's so terrible. Yeah. So this would be a, a pretty, pretty good invention. But so that gets me to my next thought on Elon Musk is, is this guy just like me or you sitting around and we think, man, it'd be so cool if we could solve the traffic? And he's just like, I have enough effing money. I, let's do it. Let's actually solve it. I think to some degree, I mean, you were, we obviously can't. He's just like, let's actually because most people just go, oh, that's so. You're not fixing LA traffic. Why they don't waste time on? It. He's like, well, actually, if you put enough money into it and you do it, you might be able to fix it. And if you do, it'll probably be profitable because people will pay. Well, I mean, I think
1: for one, I think he is like he is a he is an intelligent person. Um, like, verifiably, mm-hmm. just a really smart guy. So, like, for one, he can come up with an actual viable idea for it in a way that, like, I probably couldn't. Um, I don't want to speak for you two. You, you guys might be on that same level. but. Uh- <laughs> Uh, he, but then the, the other thing still is, out. yeah, he has enough capital. Yeah. The jury's still out. We'll see. But he has the capital throw at it too, which is huge. Yeah.
0: He surrounds himself with intellectuals that yeah. uh, engineers and mechanical engineers and, you know, things, people that can work on some of these problems. Well,
1: and that's what so he has at, an idea. If you go back to the boys stuck in that cave, uh, like over the summer, Which this is like a whole, you know, like if you want to love Elon Musk, this is a good thing to look up. And if you want to hate Elon Musk, this is a good thing to look up. But anyway, one of the things you can say from it is that an emergency happened and then he and a team of like 14 of the smartest engineers in the world just immediately started working on a project to to fix that situation um and had like a prototype done in a week or-
2: but it actually it wouldn't have worked right
1: well there's a lot of debate it turns out that it it probably wouldn't have. it's not as useful as a human diver because it wasn't as limber you know but it still might have been better than nothing had like the tides gone up or you know there it wouldn't have worked in the exact situation they were working on but it, it looks like it was something that could have been useful in a different different situation um he takes much more credit than whatever it's a whole saga yeah but the fact that he came up with something in a matter of weeks with some of the best engineers in the world um you know what problem could you throw at that uh someone like that at and not have at least an idea of a solution.
2: Well, and I think that's I, I think maybe one of the points you're getting to or at least what I took from it and it, it's just he he saw something where these kids are trapped in a cave and he thought, hell, let's let's design something. Let's do something to try to get these guys out, even if it didn't work or wouldn't have worked. The fact that he got he was like, let's go get some smart ass people in a room yeah. with some money and let's figure this shit out and try to save these kids. That's just that's yeah. pretty cool. But then, yeah, if you want to. So if you want to like Elon Musk, that's cool. But you can look up and there's some things he did where you're like, just like shut your mouth you know or yeah
1: just get off, off the, the internet man just please <laughs> but yeah, yeah. i'm
2: with I'm dad uh, there, there's there's another person that maybe could use just uh someone to take their phone well, away some nights but
1: <laughs> yeah I've, i feel like we didn't clarify genius was an important part of what i said earlier but, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. 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 I mean, we're all on the same page. <laughs>
2: So, all right, we, we mentioned Musk and we mentioned space and all this travel I, that kind of segues us into uh, the next topic. I think LJ wants to talk a little bit of aliens in space and I'm always down for some yeah, for some space some aliens. and aliens and hell might even throw a little conspiracy <laughs> in there. You never know. So, uh, <laughs> so LJ, what's up? Just just talk to me.
1: I do want to. Just while we're while we have like a, a nice uh easy segue, I wanna say that I have heard this theory that there are uh aliens among us um and we just don't know it. And so when you look at like the geniuses that are able to change the world, the Albert Einsteins, maybe the Elon Musk's, maybe those are aliens that have been sent down to protect us from ourselves. Um and so like that's maybe one way to kind of see the universe. I don't know. Just anyway. Um I could get lost I, don't wanna, I could get I lost, lost right. don't get on Kevin this. started.
2: Yeah, he's he's uh, rolling over they there. They might actually well, be able to get us to the moon one day. Like on. Landa uh, I, are we not we might not be doing that today i'll let you go what were you gonna say El?
1: i did uh so kevin i want you to know that uh i talked to andrew uh and we decided that if you're going to go into your moon and dinosaurs thing we need even teams on conspiracy theorists first normal people um okay. so he'll have to come on for that week
2: but uh anyway oh my book it that is happening for the for
1: in the future that is happening um so have you guys ever heard of the fermi paradox
2: Uh, I I barely, you've mentioned it like once. I don't really know anything about it though. I vaguely heard about it. Yes.
1: So there's this, uh, there's this, it's, it's actually not really a paradox. Um, it's, it's more of just like a, a quandary that we don't have a real answer to. But, uh, there's this guy Enrico Fermi that came up with it. And, uh, so basically the idea is. If you look at how many stars there are in the galaxy, there are basically 10,000. I'm getting all this off of a website, uh, waitbutwhy.com. We can post it in the show notes or whatever. Uh, but there are 10,000 stars basically for each grain of sand on Earth. And if you like keep going down the percentages, there's essentially like 100 habitable planets going around stars in our universe And if 1% of those could grow intelligent life, and that means that there are as many planets with intelligent life in our universe as there are grains of sand on earth, which is just like an astronomical number, right? Like that's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. So, and, and then you could even say like based in our own uh, in our own Milky Way galaxy, we're looking at something like, uh, let me see, 100,000 intelligent civilizations just in the Milky Way. Ga- so the question is, we've been trying to reach out for aliens for about 100 years now, but like nobody's ever responded to us. So the question is, if there's almost a guarantee that there's. 100,000 intelligent civilizations within our galaxy. Why have none of them ever talked? Are you with me on that logic so far? Or? Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Let's- well, I think what I'm hearing you say is that there are so many planets and so many stars that are like our sun yeah. that the probability of a planet with an atmosphere that would support life as we know it almost has to exist. Yeah. It knew- maybe like you're saying the grains of the the sand on the earth, there's got, and if there's, even if it's minuscule, there's, got to be a chance that there's life out there yeah. somewhere and if there is why haven't they contacted yeah. us? am i hearing you right is that that's exactly what, what i'm saying? asking
1: that is the Fermi okay that's where, that's where i was going that is it in okay. a is why in the world haven't haven't we heard from them um and then another thing you can think of is like um we, our planet is uh generally considered to be four and a half billion years old which is actually really pretty young in the scheme of things so like there should be planets that are like twice as old as us and maybe even three times as old. So that that could support life. So like, why haven't there been, you know, spacefaring? I don't know. Have you guys there? There are some theories that I think are interesting that we can get into. But do you guys have any ideas of why? If it's almost why guaranteed that uh, aliens exist, why haven't we heard? From-
2: I've, I've thought a little bit about this. And like, so you're saying we're we're a relatively young planet at what, whatever you said, four and a half billion years yeah. old. Yeah. So I've kind of thought. I just, there's almost no way to me that there's not aliens out there or, or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, or maybe even more humans or something in a different planet. But what if they that were like aliens. way, what if they're much further advanced than we are as far as technology and we're just ignorant and dumb to them and they're, we're like, we're not going to reach. Out. We're not even going to contact them because they're just, they, they still have, they're still way down there. Like, I, I, I wonder if they purposely, they, they do know we're here and they've heard us and they just like, ah, we're, we're not going to. Well,
1: that is kind of like one of the theories of why we haven't been contacted is, uh, and I think this will stand out with dad. Uh, there's kind of the prime directive theory where in Star Trek, you didn't, uh, if, uh, if a, uh, society hadn't figured out light speed travel then you talking to them would interfere with their evolution and therefore you might mess up what they were supposed to become or whatever and so you know to a degree we might be like a an un uh uncommunicated tribe of you know like we think of people that live on islands and it's like you know should we really go over there and tell them that they should live in skyscrapers no why would we do that they're not in a place that they're ready for that and so other people in the galaxy kind of see us the same way um. So that's definitely one theory that I think is super interesting
0: and plausible. I would say yeah. that is a very plausible. Another theory. one that
1: I've heard is that we're like kind of maybe a zoo for other animals, where they kind of like just kind of they're entertained by watching our. I mean, you know, we're, and it gets more entertaining every year. Um, if you're not a part of the the garbage that is <laughs> living on Earth, but uh, uh,
2: yeah. What if what if we're just like a, a what if we're just a big study for yeah. some other. Like they're just yeah, the like Truman let's Show,
0: let's throw maybe? this yeah, exactly Truman Show was coming to yeah. mind yeah
2: <laughs> let's throw these countries together and have them all run by different people and and we'll and what we'll, then we'll throw this like social media thing and see how a a person reacts to that and how people live with that and just like they just throw stuff and like we're just a big sample to go oh wow that was terrible let's not do that let's not have that person run the entire. Uh, Germany or something. Let's not have a Hitler here.
1: Yeah. One of the things too. Okay. So there are a couple other theories, one of which is that there are no other civilizations out there. And uh, that relies on this idea called the Great Filter. And so the idea is that At some point in evolution, there is like a thing that happens to a society that is almost certain to kill them off or to keep them from progressing scientifically. And so, uh, you know, an example of that could be like once a society uh, harnesses enough power to create something as powerful as a nuke, then they end up just killing themselves off and, uh, you know, never make it to the light speed sort of traveling technology or anything like that. And so one of the question is, where is the great filter? Like, have we passed it yet? Or um, like, are we unique? Like maybe the great filter is something like uh two celled organisms, like having an organism be made up of two cells might be like really hard. And we just assume that that seems like the logical follow of life becomes more complex life. But maybe that's a really hard thing. But maybe it's like something that's upcoming where it's, you know, like overpopulation is just like a, a must, like it's just going to happen before you get to like light speed technology. So, uh, so the idea is that we're either rare in that the, we've already passed the great filter because, you right. know, we have done something. We are the only people or, or one of very few societies to have ever passed this, this filter that might be, you know, something like, Uh, Complex cells or um, are
0: you you saying the great filter is some point in our civilization that we must get past to move on to the next step of evolution? Is that is Uh, that what I'm potentially? Yeah,
1: I mean, it it might be something that we've already passed or it might be something that uh, we have to eventually have yet to to reach. Um, And it's hard to know which one it is because we just don't know enough about the universe, but it could explain why there aren't other people or other beings out there if we believe that there aren't other beings. And so, yeah, it could be something really simple, but it could also be something that we just, um, you know, it might be something like harnessing fire. Like maybe that's the great filter is like learning how to use fire in a meaningful and control that or electricity or something like that. Or it could be something insanely complicated, like um, not... Uh, you know, using uh, sharing food across the globe or, you know, creating energy out of stone or, you know, something that we just haven't gotten to the point that we even have to deal with yet. Um, or it could be something so insanely simple that we figured it out uh, hundreds and hundreds of millions. Um, so I, I think that's interesting. It either the idea is that we've already passed it and we're rare. Or we're one of the first civilizations, which seems unlikely, or we're looking at the great filter coming up. And so I just think that's such an interesting concept of like, that would be why there's radio silence out there is that, you know, there's just nothing else out there because we're either lucky or we're looming one or the other. So that's one thought.
0: I don't know what's coming to mind as you're saying this is, you know, certainly the, the, the Christianity. And if you believe in, in God, I remember hearing Billy Graham one time, they asked him about life on another planet. He goes, well, I can tell you they're not sinners. And the guy said, well, why could you say that? He says, because God sent his only begotten son to this earth to to save us, you know, and I thought that was interesting, his belief system. Yeah, And, And so, but anyway, what I guess, as you were talking, what comes to mind is if you believe in the the Bible and that perhaps we are the only planet. You know, yep. if you believe on that doctrine, it does seem very hard to believe that in the expanse, which is what you set up initially, right. the expanse of the universe and and all that. But I, I do think it's got to be plausible in, that we're here alone. In the, I, I think that's in the words a possibility. Of
1: Little Dicky, uh, why couldn't God with aliens? <laughs> <laughs> um Um, but uh hmm. yeah i mean that's totally uh uh another interesting thing that came up i was having this conversation with the intelligent uh benji yeager you guys know uh oh yeah shout out to benji and we were talking yeah. about, uh, so what if like we actually uh, are a valuable resource that's maturing in some way, like aliens do want a hold of something that we've got, but like, you know, you got to let the planet, like you got to let your investment mature. And so they're like these like super intelligent, super highly technologically advanced beings uh, that are like traders that have invested in our planet for some reason. They're like waiting for us to like, you know, solve how to use uranium without killing people or whatever. And then their investment will mature. And then, so are those beings, Beings that are like kind of protecting their investment. Like, you know, they're guarding us from like Raider pirate aliens or whatever. So are they kind of like, are they God? You know, if those, if these beings were to exist. So
2: I have heard, I have heard like this, this big theory and we won't go way into it, but like that really the whole, like the Bible and Christianity is really like Jesus was an alien and he went off on a spaceship and like the Bible is like, we're coming back at some point and all this stuff. But That's neither here nor there. That's a long (laughs) topic for another day, but it's interesting. You like your thought on what if we are just like a study and does that go back into your whole uh, like what if Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk aren't actually humans and they're like the aliens here sent with us to kind of fix the shit that we get ourselves into or something well, like I think the smarter
1: like, people if you think of like an example of like so uh, Albert Einstein I think would be a good example of someone that could have been an alien sent here to protect us from ourselves because you think he showed up at a time where the world was as bad as it had ever been he he was you know doing science leading up to world war ii um and uh he then left germany to uh help create the atomic bomb which ended up essentially stopping uh hitler and the rest of the axis of of evil as we call them now Uh, or not the axis of evil but the axis powers in world war ii and so you could almost see that as like an an alien coming down to protect the kind of like balance that is uh the politics of planet earth which is interesting
2: so is it like too much to ask for one of these aliens to run for president or something <laughs> like <laughs> we probably, if been if pretend, if idiots, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They've already, they've probably already tried to Like, oh, those dumb humans, they won't elect one of our aliens.
1: <laughs> yeah, they've been running.
2: Well, they gotta be. It's
1: Bernie.
0: <laughs> they gotta be sitting up there going, good God, they can't even get over the differences in the color of their skin. Yeah. Good oh, Lord. Yeah. Let's, you know. Well, that's the, the great you know? Bill
1: Watterson who wrote Calvin and Hobbes had one of my favorite comics of, uh, essentially it was like, why do you think intelligent life has never talked to us? And I think Calvin says something along the lines of like, why would they? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. I mean, <laughs> So a couple more things on the Fermi paradox is like if they do exist, you know, it's definitely possible that we just we have either contacted them and we don't know it. Um, Like for example time functions differently for them maybe each second in our time is like uh you know or each thousand years in our time is like a second in our their time so like when they reach out to us you know their messages are so long that we can't even comprehend that their messages or something and another one could be that they've already visited but like you know humans have been around for a lot longer than writing has been around so who knows what some like Iroquois saw out in seven million years BC or whatever
2: yeah so You know what uh, kind of blows my mind? And this just is is us talking about, you know, crazy, the stuff that we have no idea on and we're just throwing random stuff out there. But like the whole like Stonehenge and how the hell like they were able to to build that back then w- without like cars or wheels or something to, to well, transport these wheels, huge I- rocks.
0: They had wheels, but yeah, I mean, like the py- pyramids, how they got those big rocks up you
2: know like even to build those today to build those today you'd be like that's impressive and they did that when we didn't have any of like nowhere near the tools that we have today to build stuff it just blows my mind
1: but it also took a a lot longer like i know like the pyramids took uh, like multiple 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 lifetimes to create and they were made by you know they were they were a side project for farmers that had the summer off or whatever um and so it like you know you would put up like 17 stones a year or something like that it wasn't like you know we have this idea idea of like and then they built this was, amazing yeah we think of it as like a building
2: gets yeah we think of it as like a skyscraper gets built in a year a we forget how
1: how long egypt existed did you know that cleopatra lived closer to the moon landing than the building of the pyramids wow no yeah okay i so, didn't know okay.
2: it, it kind of throws you into that it, it makes you realize that like as much as a year seems or like these past 25 years seems to me it's just like a tiny yeah little itty bitty speck yeah, on speck. the speck. On the whole, on the whole,
1: freaking. Well, that's world, when I think. And, when I think too hard about the Fermi paradox, I feel like it's the paradox. It kind of hurts your me, brain. It makes me feel so small and so alone. You know, like the fact that we are nothing in any scale of anything outside of our own existence, but also there might be nothing else. It feels like there's nothing else. So it's like, you know, it's so weird. It's such a weird feeling. Ennui, maybe? Is it ennui?
0: Ennui, yeah. Where you just that's apathy basically. You just uh uh don't care.
1: The other the um, other creepy explanation that I enjoy for uh for the Fermi paradox is uh potentially uh every nate every other civilization is out there hearing us but there's like these like pirate aliens that are out just marauding the everything. And so all they can think is like those idiots need to shut up. They're coming. You know what I mean? So like we're the only ones making noise because we're the only ones that are just like, hey, everybody, come get me. So uh we'll see if that happened. Probably not.
2: We're out yeah, we're 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 so maybe we're the dumb person in the scary movie. Like we're just the killer's out there well, and they're coming. And we're just like sending out of evidence s- about that. And we're sending out signals <laughs> like, hey, this is where we
1: are. This is <laughs>
0: Yeah, and everybody else is like,
1: S-T-F-E, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that's the Fermi Paradox. Uh, you know, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, very cool.
2: Clemson's quarterback, who is not there any long, they have that Trevor Lawrence is the freshman. and He took the job of Kelly Bryant, uh, who was their quarterback that led him to, I think, a championship two years ago. And then... To the playoffs last year, but he's a really good quarterback, but this freshman's supposed to be even better. So they benched uh Kelly Bryant, and now he still has it with the new transfer rules. Since he only played in four four games, he is able to still redshirt and transfer and get a He's a grad transfer, so he won't even have to sit out a year because he'll graduate this year. So that long buildup was He's visiting around some schools and thinking about where he might go. Well, the University of Arkansas' now head coach, Chad Morris, used to coach at Clemson and recruited Kelly Bryant to Clemson. So he has a little bit of connection. And Kelly Bryant made an official visit to the University of Arkansas this weekend and was in Fayetteville and he watched the game and was on Dixon. And I just realized, which I already knew this, but college fandom is absurd especially in the south like just the following people (laughs) like people were like itching on twitter to know where's what's what's the latest in kelly bryant and the updates were like (laughs) kelly bryant's at jj's bar and grill kelly bryant just had a steak at does and i'm like oh my people and it was not only our reporters reporting every single fact about kelly bryant but people are out there salivating like refreshing their phone to know what's next and like it just Blows my mind. I don't think people realize when when the, it, when the they say on the SEC commercial, like the SEC, it just means more. Not necessarily is like, I don't even, we don't, this isn't even argument about uh, SEC football is better than Big 12 or better than other stuff. It's that these sure. towns like Fayetteville or where or, or Alabama and, and all these different towns, they don't have a pro team. And so, and even like Arkansas, they don't have a pro team. Like they don't have a huge, like a Dallas Cowboys or something in the state. So these fans are really insane about their college programs. And it just Mm -hmm. blew my mind to go like, there's like confirmed Kelly Bryant. He just called the Hogs at JJ's. He's coming to Arkansas next year. And then like I saw people that I follow on Twitter. Mm. Clearly they just searched because they got in this big argument. I was like, I was reading. I don't know why I spent 10 minutes looking at this. But I saw they got this big argument with some random person, and I looked up who the person was, and it's this random person from North Carolina who tweeted out something about Kelly Bryant, and he just said, why would Kelly Bryant go to Arkansas? Question mark. And so the person that I know that got into the argument with them clearly just searched on Google or on uh, Twitter, (laughs) Kelly Bryant, and picked out this person was like, yeah, I was looking at this guy's tweets. He was like, oh, my God, I I really just didn't know why that Chad Morris. I forgot he was at Clemson (laughs) and I just got berated by a ton of Arkansas fans (laughs) on why Kelly Bryant would come. (laughs) And it just blew my mind. Like, this is this is what. When the SEC says it means more, it's because we're crazy as hell, and, and we love yeah. college football. Well, and that's, it means we're insane. Yeah. I lived yes. in uh, Little Rock.
1: I don't know if you guys remember when Michael Dyer was going to school at yeah. uh, uh, Little Rock Christian, and everybody was losing their mind over where he was going to go to college. And it's like, this kid's 17. He doesn't know. Yeah. What he's gonna do this afternoon? He doesn't know whether he's gonna to go to TCBY or like <laughs> the, the ice cream shop. Like he doesn't know. And, so, and like get off his back. Man.
2: And you're still hearing every like I guarantee you the sports talk shows tomorrow will start with like there was literally after the Tulsa game after yeah. Arkansas Tulsa game that there was like this this uh, show that does like a post game radio show and like their tweets were like Hey, can you please come on and talk about the Kelly Bryant visit and what we can expect in the future? And and all I could think is that tweet was just missing. And I'll hang up and listen because <laughs> I mean, it's
1: just—I
2: I guarantee you—all the calls, all the calls on Monday morning is going to be like. So when is Kelly Bryant committing? When, when is this? And LJ's right—at least like with Kelly Bryant, he is a 22-year-old or 21-year-old, but he's a man. He's almost a man. But they do the same thing about these 17-year-olds who are just like—they don't even know what they're—they're yeah. going to get eat a lunch at the school or if they're going to wait and get McDonald's after they get out. And yeah. we're like. What are you going to do for the next four years of your life? What are you going to do? What are you going to do?
1: Well, that's okay. So that kind of reminds me of, there's this really good, like, uh, I think it's like an hour and a half worth of material documentary ish thing on YouTube made by SB nation about, uh, uh, paying players, uh, at Ole Miss and Mississippi state. Right, right, right. And, uh, it's really great. Uh, but, uh, it just reminds me of like, one of the things they talk about is how like, you're like trying to the, the people that do the paying of the players illegally, uh, they talk about like how it's really tough because like, you're trying to make sure that you're like paying them enough to where they like actually won't change their minds on a whim because somebody else like told their mom that they should go here or what, cause you're, you're dealing with children. I mean, you really are. And so, like, to get a commitment from somebody to go to Ole Miss... A commitment means what? A commitment means I promise I won't change my mind until I change my mind. So, uh, and what are they going to do? They're going to say like, well, we paid them, you know, $100,000 and they changed their mind on us. So like, let's sue them or what, you know, you yeah. don't, there's no leeways.
2: Well, interesting. Uh, it's hard out there paying players. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> yeah. about about your, uh, about paying players, did y'all see that uh, at Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski for ESPN tweeted out, I think Friday or maybe Thursday, that the NBA plans to now offer a professional Path to the G League was select one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars salaries to players as an alternative to the one and done college route. And i into the it. interesting thing. So what I found interesting about it is this: I, I'm I, I'm with you. Why not pay these players? Two, uh, I, I think people at like Duke or or Kentucky or somewhere. Like if you told if you told Duke that all yeah. it's going to cost is one hundred twenty five thousand to get Zion Williams, I bet they would take that. That's a steal. So. Yeah. 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 But
1: what DeAndre Aiden allegedly get paid?
2: Oh, I, I, he was around a hundred thousand and that's just the, maybe he got paid. There's still so much more they get, but right. The, the, the thing that's interesting though, is that throws in a whole nother, like I, I, that is good. And I think people will take a six figure salary, but you also miss out like the G League is a lot like the I don't know everything about it, but it's similar to like the minor leagues in baseball where you're traveling on buses. You're staying in not it's not the NFL, the NBA life where you're on first class yeah. commercial no, planes and going right. to these huge stadiums and playing in the Staples Center. This is not the best uh, glamour life at all. And you're telling guys like, I don't know what. If, if or what Zion Williams may be getting paid at Duke, but he gets to go be at Duke for a year where they're going to, like we just talked about with college fans, they're going to love, love him and, him and yeah. he's going to be everything. Like they did their well, midnight madness and it went crazy. And the Cameron crazies, there's an environment there. That the question get. I have
1: then, the question I have then uh, that would make it worth it is, how what, what does it take to get called up if you're like, obviously, like, a you know, one of those players from like the LeBron Kobe could have could have gone from high school to NBA players and you're in the G League now. Like, do you have to play a whole year to get called up? Or is it like once you played three games, they can call it? Like, do you know? No, it's
2: still, they're, they're, this has worked out. They did this, I think there was like a big meeting they did over the week, the owner's meeting. And they have, this is something they're planning on introducing. We don't know all the facts. I do know that it's only going to be for select players. So it's not like everyone that goes to the G League is going to get this $125,000 salary. It's going to be, like you okay. said, it's going to be the guys who are legit superstar talents like Zion Williams, like LeBron was, like Kobe was. But uh, the thing that kind of gets lost in the weeds from this, you know, this is exactly what one Mr. LeVar Ball was trying to start with his basketball league. It is the blueprint of what he was doing. He kind of, as much as people don't like LeVar Ball, I know, Dad, there's been times where you're not the biggest fan. He kind of is the reason I think this is getting started. The NBA is like, all right, let's shut – like. They kind of shut LeVar Ball down because there's no way his league even matters anymore because this one's affiliated with the NBA and pays the same. Right. But the NBA did this to because LeVar Ball was putting up a league. So it's kind of interesting to me that he kind of started something and – it, it was crazy enough that the NBA was like, ah, shit, yeah. let's do it, and it's going to come. I think y'all are to the the right point. At some point, it, I don't know how the NCAA does it. They're just going to start paying the athletes. I don't know how or why or how they can do it, but guys are like, guys are getting paid. Like it was funny that the the recent report was and that, that that FBI stuff's going on a little more, and there was like a new report. We won't get way into it, but Z- apparently Zion Williams was Bill Self's in trouble right now because uh, Zion Williams asked for uh, cash and job opportunities for his parents and a place to stay or something and they were going to make it work and one of the one of the people that works for Adidas said that Bill self told him that hey you need to get this for Zion Williams and they have like a phone recording of it so now but the, the what's what's more interesting to me mm, okay. is what's more interesting is oh so wait Zion Williamson was asking for all these things from Bill self and then he decided to go to Duke because he wants a good education and he, and he wants to go yeah. play. So I bet yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't know, but if he was asking for money before and then changed his mind, probably still asking for money. Priorities change. And if I'm all of a sudden, sudden, I am yeah, yes. yeah. on Williams, mm-hmm. I'm like, LJ though, if I'm him, yeah, go ask for your money. If, if someone's willing to pay you, go get paid. It just needs to change where they can go pro well, straight out of, out of high school. But, and that yeah. will soon. I uh, think. Well,
1: and that kind of reminds me of that documentary I was talking about on YouTube. Uh, Where uh, they, you know, the way that you actually get uh, school in trouble with the paying of the players is you got to talk to a player that got paid by the coach staff, the coaching staff that's currently there, Mm -hmm. or at least got offered. And so that's when you can talk to like rival school and say like, hey, uh, linebacker for Mississippi State, how much did Ole Miss offer to pay you? And then that's when you can start getting things. Well, and that one's. Um, So that might be somewhere. That comes
2: that story is interesting, and I've followed some of that stuff you're talking about from SB Nation, and that one's interesting because it's like rival schools now who guys are trying to like kind of get at Ole Miss, like oh, Ole Miss offered, like Ole Miss did pay me, but Mississippi State offered me too, and and like you know they start yeah. throwing stuff under the bus, and that can start a whole war, but yeah, yeah. that I think will get into mm. our whole our, our whole pay the players stuff, but. So, yeah, we haven't done this in a while because we haven't been recording with each other. We haven't, uh, we hadn't all been on the same pod in a while. So, I wanted to do what we're listening to because I haven't heard, right. I haven't heard what, what dad's right. been listening to, what LJ, and actually, I got, a, a an interesting album that, uh, Jake, you know, Jake the, the snake who joined our, our podcast once, who won the, the yes, tournament. Sir. He put me on this new album I want to tell y'all about. But, News in in the mute in the music world. As remember that the album, maybe one of the best R and B albums of all time, uh, Usher's Confessions album. Oh, no? oh boy! It was actually it yeah. was a. Okay. I think it was the first album I ever, which I, I say I bought with my own money. It was probably money that I got from mom or dad because I was. I think that came out in two thousand four, <laughs> so I, I was a, a little <laughs> bitty kid. But it was the first album like I owned, and it was my album, and I was put it my little CD player with the headphones, whatnot. But yeah. the a Philadelphia songwriter, Daniel Marino, just got awarded $44 million out because he won a lawsuit where he proved that he wrote the guitar hook and tempo for the song called... Bad Girl, which is one of the singles off that album. And I just blew Mm. my mind that Mm. it's 2018 now. It took 14 years for him to prove that. And I I guess it was worth all the wait because he's getting 44 million. It's not all from Usher. I think like 12 million was from Usher. Some was from the recording art uh, studio. And it's all from different stuff. But I just blew my mind that I wonder how often that happens where someone kind of gets something stolen from them. And really, they just can't battle the big suits. Like they can't battle the.
1: There's actually. I would love to share a video now that you brought that up. Uh, this, this bass guitar player that does like sort of like YouTube music education, uh, has this video on whether or not, uh, Ed Sheeran stole from Marvin Gaye because there was a lawsuit about that going on relatively recently. And it is so interesting the way that he talks about like what constitutes stealing and like, can you steal um, a guitar line? Because how many guitar lines can there be to write? Am I yeah. right? Like there's, there is a limit. There's got to gotta be a finite number. number. Yeah. Right. And you, and you said tempos is, is something that he technically created. And there's only like, there are literally just as many tempos as there are numbers. That's it. <laughs> a tempo is a number. So He didn't invent the tempo of 166 or whatever, so... Yeah, so it's really hard to to really even quantify well, what Steve. and it's
2: just is. it was just interesting to me because obviously if this took uh, 14 years to finally win and it, like we said it was worth the wait he even won 44 million but that means this guy had to lawyer up and go to court for 14 years that's expensive yeah. and if, yeah. I'm thinking of like out of the realm of say like our boy Truth that that makes yeah. the music for us on this like if he comes up with something and like a big name rapper found it and stole it we probably don't have the money to go go to you probably to say war like okay these, future
1: uh please give me a shout out well and yeah uh, like for example, you can't that go to war to, with this that happened to a guy it ended up working out for him but uh but you know so uh drake wrote uh so far gone as his first like real mixtape that got big right and do you remember the end of that that beautiful piano piece.
2: yeah uh, definitely well
1: that was actually a song completely written by a guy named chili gonzalez And Drake just totally stole the song and put it on his album with a wine cork popping off at the beginning of it. Um, and really, so Chili Gonzalez didn't have any recourse. What was he going to do? Sue him for a mixtape because you don't make profit off of a mixtape. So it's like, you know, what are you going to take from him? Um, but he ended up like making a little bit of a stink on, I think Twitter or something like that. And he ended up actually, uh, working with Drake for, uh, Whatever that album was that had Marvin's Room on it or whatever, Take Care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he worked with him on Take Care. So it kind of well, worked out. Worked but out it is like, cool. yeah. But you can't. I mean, you know, if Drake steals from you, the middle tier famous uh, composer, then what are you gonna do? I mean, his fans. Are never gonna let you like just take credit for it, and yeah, the court case is not gonna be worth your money because you're gonna not have enough money to see it all the way through. So it's rough.
2: I I just thought I I just thought that one. It was interesting that that happened now and then. I, I love I, I saw the link and I thought oh I love that album, so I wanted to read about it. And mm-hmm. then and then I was just like I thought about. It. I was like man, if that were me and I made a song, I probably just couldn't go to war with Usher. I, yeah. I just have to go. It's pretty cool that Usher's song is actually stolen from me, but no one will ever know. Yeah. But me yeah. and probably like y'all, like my family. Right. But it's still right. cool.
1: Well, we share it with so, our dozens of people. What we're listening so What podcast. are you listening
0: to? Wh- yeah, wh-
2: what what yeah. what we're listening to? Uh, my my boy okay. Jake Perlman put me on. Uh, oh, have you right. ever heard of? Have you? Yeah, ever, <laughs> I was wondering what are we listening we to? We got way off the trail. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever uh, have you ever heard of Tierra Whack? LJ, no. It's uh, I I just I think I heard about her about two weeks ago. Whenever Jake just sent me a message like, "Hey, you should listen to this." And it's it's a it, the latest album. She has a couple of different albums, but her latest album is this album called Whack World. It came okay. out this year, and it's 15 songs. Each one is one minute long, so it's a 15 minute album. Oh, and it, it's okay. the weirdest. It's the weird one. The music's just really cool and interesting. And I think okay. I think you'd really dig it. Yeah. But it's the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing for me because I kind of hate it and kind of love it at the same time. Because right. Since the songs are one minute, like as soon as I start to really start getting into it, it's over, and the next song comes right. on. And then as soon right. as I start to get into that song, the next song comes on. So I'm like, I'm kind of like, damn it, I want a full three minutes or four minutes of this song, not just the fifty seconds. But it's 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 mm-hmm. interesting. And then it's a I put in the show notes. It's actually like a Visual album too, so it has like a fifteen minute video of going. That's each song, super but I just, interesting
1: to me because you know I, I write a lot of music for shows and they're usually like about one minute long and then so like after the show's done, actors will be like, "Can we get like a CD of the music in the show?" And it's like you heard every bit that I wrote. Like yeah, there's, there's that, nothing That's else the there. song. That's the song. <laughs> and I'm not gonna sit here and write it out to be four minutes just for you. Like, no, <laughs> just it's just for you. So that's interesting. I wonder like what led up to being one minute songs. I, I'm and it's not like
2: not yeah. That would be, I would, I would too, because it's not, I've, I've listened to other stuff by her and it's not like some of her singles and stuff, does, they're full songs, like normal, normal songs. Right. But she's not, not just like for lazy. whatever <laughs> reason. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Tierra wax she's, she's worth a listen. All right. Uh, Dad, what what have you, you always got something, something interesting.
0: Well, I've, I mean, I've got one song by one group. I mean, you've probably been
2: listening you to your boy, that pod, uh, what's the podcast you listen Malcolm to all Gladwell's? the time? He's not bad. Yeah. Here, right? No, Gladwell's not
1: okay, out. He didn't have
0: any new we're ones still out waiting. yet. So. We're still waiting. So, yeah, we're still Gladwell waiting we're on still that waiting. with bated breath. With bated <laughs> breath. I can't I We just need can't more to wait. talk about.
1: Put out a new episode, um, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might bring up something of one of his uh, obscure ones we hadn't talked about. Um, do you know the band Wooster? That's familiar. W-O-O-S-T-E-R, Wooster uh they got a song "Ooh girl just oh, uh, and that's what i want to put on okay. it's it's uh you've probably heard it on some of my playlists before I so. but i just heard it this weekend and and i really like it we actually built a little fire it was cool uh here last night and had some music going uh had a little i had a little uh accident too but uh <laughs> <laughs> can
1: we can we tell the so, like, you, 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 to, to, you have to tell it okay, out okay you, you, have to you can't just say so, i had an accident
0: So, I mean, I've got, I've got like Tammy and Joe and Carla, they're, they're sitting up there, you know, and they're, they're having some drinks, you know, on the porch and I'm tending the fire and I start walking back and somehow perfectly, you know, you know, a fire poker, yeah you know, I'm talking about a fire poker. Somehow I take a step, right. And the fire poker catches the top of my shoe. It's laying on the ground. okay? Okay. So the end of the fire poker catches my shoe. The other end digs into the ground. And so I'm trying to take a step. And the fire poker's got my legs stuck. Oh. And you know what I'm saying? So I can't. I can't. I'm stuck. But all my oh. momentum's going forward. Did you so fall? I fall down. I fall down and go boom. And, <laughs> the, and so. Big, big tree go on, boom. <laughs> big tree go boom on the bricks. On the bricks. I mean, I didn't oh. even fall on the on the grass. That would have been a little oh, soft. Man. I fall on the bricks. And right on my hip. And, and, and so, I mean, I fall down, I go boom and nobody says anything. And I'm like, maybe they didn't see me or what, you know, how could they not see a 200 pound man fall down, be go boom. awkward as hell and fall down and go boom. But nobody said it worked because they didn't know if that was going to be embarrassed. Anyway, I kind of get up, I shake it off, look around and they kind of go, are you okay? <laughs> so they completely saw me. They didn't want to embarrass me. Oh, and then this morning, I get up out of bed and, like, my hips, it, it's okay. I'm going to be fine, but it's like my hips kind of bruised <laughs> yeah, and sore and everything. I mean, can you imagine a fire poker catches the top? No, uh, honestly, of your I shoe don't know how a fire poker grass. grabs your shoe. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm I gonna... will show you. You're coming down next weekend, <laughs> yeah. Kevin. I will show you. I'll give you a visual. Can we get a video this of happens. said
1: reenactment so we can post it? <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's. Well, and here, boys, is the main lesson of all this. <laughs> there we you go. Never, we need a lesson. You never mean to have an accident. <laughs> you never plan on having an accident. It can I mean as careful as you can be, as careful title. as you are, you can you can <laughs> still have an accident. Now So anyway. And in between doing all this, I was listening to Wooster. <laughs> old girl. So to bring it back
2: in. <laughs> to write it back in. To write it back in. Well, uh, we were listening. To so, I have, so I have I have two follow up questions. Well, one, okay. one's a question, one's just a statement. But was was alcohol involved? Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. And then and then my the, the the statement I had was I just don't. I hope the listeners out there notice this as well. But that that means you're you're fighting through the pain. You're podcasting through yeah. a sore hip right now, like you. Woke up, oh, yeah. you were sore. I mean, you you made it into I mean, the he office. He did make a he point to down.
1: tell us about it. He is pulling a, a big Ben, but uh, you yeah, know. he's wearing no. he's wearing a walking boot. He's wearing a walking <laughs> yeah. boot right now, but. No. He's like, what am I listening to? (laughs) Well, my hip is bothering me, but Wooster. But I'm playing through with
2: (laughs) it. Oh, my goodness. And he thought about not sharing this accident with us. Boy. No, I'm trying to give you two
0: young bucks a story story in life that's going to help you. You never plan to have an accident. Beware. They can always happen. And unfortunately, Kevin, as you hit the nail on the head, alcohol was involved. So... (laughs)
2: Anyway, that's what I'm listening to. All right. So. so I hope everybody when they listen to Ooh Girl, they just think of they think of dad falling and wobbling his arm around and falling on the brick. So L, what, what have you been listening to? You've been listening to anything good?
1: Well, I've been working hard on so I've got like a bunch of minutes songs for Anne Frank that we wrote uh, with some of the students. So you can't listen to those. But other things I've been listening to is uh so it's it's now finally like legit cold. So I've been listening to to "Time Bomb" by Iration because it makes me Ooh. feel like summertime. You know, yeah, it, it warms me up a bit. So that's pretty great. Um, and that then that is uh,
0: really great.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think Dad, you showed me that band. Um, but uh, anyway, uh,
0: maybe so. But yeah, great band.
1: Uh, and then I've also been listening to Tank and the Bangas. Came out with a new song a couple weeks ago called Spaceships, and Ooh. it is spectacular. And well, they're performing in Chicago. Listen. They're performing in Chicago on Friday. And if I can like just make some money magically appear, Hannah and I will definitely have to go. But uh, yeah. we'll just have to see. Yeah. What's yeah, the name of the song,
2: LJ Spaceship. Spaceship, got it. You know what? I I just Flurry. realized. Spaceships. I just realized that. And I mentioned him before, but y'all remember when I mentioned Leon Bridges and he did the, the the tiny desk concert. Well, apparently he was up in Northwest Arkansas in Bentonville playing a concert. And I had no idea. Someone, someone put on their story. They were like Leon Bridges. And I was like, wait, where, where was Leon Bridges? And they're like, Oh, he was, he was here. And I just, it pissed me off. Cause I was like, Why if I'd have known this, I would have made a plan to try to go you see have Been there. Like I'm, I'm kind of like LJ. I, I'd have to check, i had have to transfer some funds around, you know, the way my bank account's set up, but uh, <laughs> I have to pull out from my book, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> or I just have to put a lot on uh, one of uncle Tony's, one of uncle Tony's lines and hopefully I make some money, <laughs> but I would, I just really wish I would have seen the Leon Bridges live. It'd have been awesome, but
1: yeah. I bet he puts on a hell of a live show. Yeah.
2: Hmm. All right. Well, I think that about yeah. wraps us up for this week. It was good to finally get back on with you guys. It seems like it's been yes. forever, mm-hmm. but uh, way too long. But now, and then we'll we'll be back later this week. We'll do we'll uh, we'll recap some of the NFL games. I know everyone's waited with bated breath to hear. It's been a, it's been a couple yeah. of weeks, so they were they probably what they're probably upset because they didn't get to win. They they bet on their like their own money and on their own thoughts.
1: Yeah, from and they didn't they didn't yeah. have
2: any they yeah. didn't have like a couple of steals from Uncle Tony on who to bet on. And so they just lost their ass this way. They probably bet on the Cowboys or something. And. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll try to have Uncle Tony back on too. too. We'll see I what just, we can do. Well,
1: but the the Broncos won big, and uh, Roethlisberger didn't play, so we might not even have anything to know about this week. I don't know what we're going to even do. I, I can just
2: I can <laughs> just picture Tony's Tony's head just getting bigger and bigger as he's as this is playing, and is just like, yeah, you're darn right.
0: Yeah.
2: All right, yeah, he needs help with that. <laughs> well, for, for for this week's just press play, I think that'll do it, guys. Peace out, peace, peace.